Welcome to this week's marketing show. We are honored to have Adrian Plavsic on the show with us today. Adrian had an illustrious professional hockey career. St. Louis Blues, Vancouver Canucks, Tampa Bay Lightning, Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Canadian Olympic team, yada, yada, yada. Well, hey, hold on, Melissa. Adrian, she's missing one team, but that's University of New Hampshire Wildcats. (laughs) Bing, bing, bang. I was just about to say that. So Rick and Adrian, you guys know each other. You went to the same university. UNH. You're a freshman, Adrian. From what I understand, Rick, you were a senior. Uh, Adrian, any good stories? Yeah, I, I was there <laughs> one year. So I was like really intimidated 17 year old kid uh, who went to French school in Montreal, Quebec. And I have a scholarship at UNH. And, uh, and I'm like, really a little bit shy as well. So I come in and then I meet Rick for the first time, you know, big <laughs> husky guy, big shoulders, really intimidating, deep voice. Huh? And I was just kind of trying to find my place, but uh, was really a bunch of great guys that we had on the team. And and uh, Rick made me feel really at home. So uh, helped my transition from French, uh, speaking French and going to French school to English university a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and- so Melissa, so Adrian comes in, he's a hockey phenom coming out of Montreal, a young guy. And, uh, you know, Adrian, you went on, uh, we only played one year together and, uh, we won't review our stats, uh, that one year, but, um, yeah, no, you should went on we? To play should over, we? <laughs> well, you played over 20 years in the national hockey league. Um, you know, you, you many years over in the European professional ranks and, you know, you and I connected recently, believe it or not on LinkedIn and, uh, started some conversations and I think a lot of business people, you know, I'll use the term imposter syndrome where we get things in our head. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, I was hoping you today could talk to the folks like from a professional athlete's perspective, you know, what you went through maybe as an athlete, maybe a couple stories, how, you know, cause you were super talented and really mind over matter sometimes doesn't work for everybody, but, uh, um, anyway, I just wanted to get your coaching on what you think others should do. Cause you're doing that professionally right now. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the things that we struggle with, we, we naturally gravi- gra- gravitate to. So for me, I think I, I had trouble uh, with anxiety when I played. So I got really, really nervous before games. And I remember uh, one year in the playoffs uh, when I came back from the Olympics in 1992, and uh, the pace was so good at the Olympic Games that I got to the NHL and I thought the game was slow compared to the Olympics. And so I got a spot uh, playing, you know, they put me in because I played really well the last 16 games. And we got into the playoffs and I remember being uh, in Edmonton and I honestly, I couldn't sleep. I was so wired. I was so... Um, you know, I had a hard time getting my nervous system uh, to, you know, regulate my nervous system and, and get my nerves under control. So I played that whole playoffs like with this, you know, like in the, this high and this adrenaline, which I think is impossible to sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, throughout my career, I looked for things to help me uh, focus better to help me regulate my nervous system better. And, you know, over time, you just figure out by experience, you see what works and what doesn't. And you're, you know, always trying to become the better, best version of yourself because 
as you're chasing success, we all, you know, chase and want to have success in our lives. We want to experience, we want to experience what we're doing. I think that mix between, you know, reaching and going, you know, uh, reaching our goals and having success, we want to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's something I really struggled with. So uh, that's why I'm in the coaching industry right now. And I really want to, you know, become a a life coach where I help people with that, because I think um, mental health is, you know, um, people struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see that. So um, yeah, I learned a lot of things through my career and continue to learn uh, as a 52 year old. uh, Yeah. Hey, you're looking good, buddy. Um, you know, when, when we spoke prior to this, and thanks for coming on and sharing, by the way, because I think you're going to help so many young and mature athletes. You know, we look at people that play professional sports or even professional business people, and we just assume they have it all together because they've made it to that level. But, you know, with over 20 years in the National Hockey League, like you would have seen your mix of characters and people that you'd think from the outside. And what I wanted you to talk about today was, you know, what you're doing and maybe some best practices you were exposed to, because you made a comment to me the other day, you said, you know, Rick, people can't perform at their best if they're in constant fear of a mistake. And that really rung my bell. It's so true because we face it in business all the time. You know, you know, believe it to achieve it. You can say it, but it's another thing to actually, you know, have that confidence. So, um, if you're, if you're a viewer or listener right now, I had asked Adrian to come on and share some techniques that he was exposed to as a pro athlete and or things that best practices that you, if you wrestle with, you know, this type of uh, challenge that maybe you can try. Cause I, I, I highly recommend you if people aren't following you on LinkedIn, I think the content you're posting on there is very educational. Um, you're keeping it real. And uh, I just think you're doing great in this phase of your career. But anyway, so what would you suggest for those that, you know, are in fear in business or in sport? Yeah, I I think there's two things, you know, like you say, willpower can only get you to a certain place. So I think uh, what's in our mind and what we want, you know, is, is, is one thing, but then what's in our body and the feelings and the emotions, especially the feelings, because we all from a young age, we, we actually adapt, you know, based on, on our environment and we live experiences and we carry these memories and I think they're stored in our body. Actually, I know from, you know, listening to research and, and I think the body is really, uh, it's so intelligent. And so for me, the biggest thing is when I started playing and I said, I, I, I got anxious and my body like uh, couldn't relax, even though I wanted to, I wanted to, I go, man, I'm exactly where I want to be. I'm playing in the NHL in front of 20,000 people it can't get better than this. So I think one of the biggest things that I learned and I started, you know, fairly young is breathing, you know, breathing is uh, an amazing way to, to impact your nervous system. And so learning to breathe efficiently, and it's really a practice because when you learn to breathe, I think what I talked about is nasal breathing. I think we're really meant uh, to breathe through our noses and research kind of shows that. And so when you're relaxed, you're just breathing naturally, efficiently, and, and you're also not breathing that much, you know, you're because you're, you're so relaxed. And for sure, you get into a game, and so the adrenaline will go high. But if you're in survival mode, 
ill get too high and you'll start making bad decisions. So somewhere you got to learn to regulate your nervous system. And I think my main tool is just learning to breathe. And when I get, you know, stressed out or I start overthinking, um, you know, I just kind of connect to my breathing and I I've, I've done it so many times that now I'm very aware of it and very conscious. And so I, I breathe deeply through my nose and I, I think about really focused on the exhale because the exhale is just like about, okay, everything's okay. You're safe. This is cool. And you got it. So I think just focusing on my breath is, is probably the thing I go to, uh, you know, right off the bat. Cool. Um, you know, we, uh, you, you, as I said before, you've been exposed to a lot of best practices and coaching and so breathing. Absolutely. I know before I speak, sometimes, you know, someone's introducing you or, you know, that you're the next speaker at a conference and you've got to, uh, I don't know if I'm using the same breathing techniques, but you've got to get down into that calm level before you begin. Otherwise you can never catch up once you get going. I found myself, but, uh, Excellent point. What else uh, has worked for you or you suggest, Adrian? Um, I think uh, reframing, you know, the situation, because when, when I know when I got anxious, it would be like you're kind of projecting something in the future, you know, something that might go wrong in the future. So uh, I, you know, the between anxiety and excitement, it's almost the, the same feeling. I think it's just your interpretation of what's going on and what you think the outcome will be, you know, in the end. So if you think, wow, I have something to lose here, you're going to be reserved. You're going to kind of hold back. But if you think there's an opportunity and you think, wow, this is a challenge, uh, you're going to show up a lot differently. So I think just reframing that over and over and telling yourself, this is an opportunity. I can build courage in this situation. I can develop myself. I can grow. I think those things, you keep repeating that and you keep telling yourself. And I think over time, you you actually, I start believing that all these things, you know, in the past, you know, my mouth would get, would get dry and I would get nervous. And then all of a sudden, through my own conditioning, because over time, you're you're kind of in charge you get to decide how you're going to interpret things and so you're conditioning yourself and sometimes conditioning takes a little bit of time but i always think we're always conditioning ourselves to see the world a certain way see others and see ourselves a certain way so uh that would be you know my second tip is just reframing situations so it works in your favor so you can grow from it and you can step in and and play your best game at that moment so you know you're uh, melissa we got an olympian athlete here 20 plus year nhler so adrian talk to us in hockey terms about what reframing would be if that's okay like give me an example you know are you envisioning hey puck's going to come around the boards or are you envisioning a play or the, the way we're going to set up on the power play like what would be an example of just a simple example of reframing so your mind is ready or, or positive entering that state? Yeah, so I, I would say, you know, if you had a tough shift or you made a mistake, you know, you come back to the bench, you you take a couple breaths and you say, hey, I'm going to be really assertive, aggressive on the puck. I'm going to, you know, challenge, you know, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to be aggressive, get pucks to the net, keep the play, you know, keep the game simple but you're going to go and you're going to be aggressive and assertive instead of 
naturally when you make a mistake, you want to play it safe, mm. but you reframe it and you say, okay, this is my learning. If I come back with a strong shift, uh, you know, you're, you're teaching yourself that after a mistake, you're even more engaged. And so I think you can, you know, teach yourself. I, I have a great example, which is in Switzerland, uh, when I struggled in the finals, we were in game six and Zurich had not won in 39 years. And so it was a huge game, 15,000 people. And we played our rivals, Lugano, which is the Italian part of Switzerland. We were the German part. And I was nervous. I felt like I wasn't playing my best game. I kept coming back to the bench and saying, I got to make a difference. I got to make a difference. And I kept saying that because I tried to get my mind to focus on one specific thing. So what happened is the game was tied 3-3, 10 seconds to go. And we pick off the puck and there's a big gaping hole at the blue line. And I walk in and I get a pass and I score the winning goal. So that, that was my moment of glory, individual moment. But you know, I go, wow, this stuff works, you know. So even though I was in survival most of the game, I ended up, you know, kind of just battling through it. And and I used, you know, my affirmations and just the way I spoke to myself uh, in a positive way. And, you know, th that was a defining moment in Zurich. But for me, just kind of showed me that, we're kind of always talking to ourselves by what we think, what we say to ourselves. So just be aware and conscious of what the language, what, what you're saying to yourself, because your mind is always listening. Okay. So Adrian, we talked about breathing properly, reframing great stories. Uh, what else do you think would help someone today that's wrestling with, you know, really achieving their, their personal potential? You know, directly first thing that comes to mind is uh, what you eat. You know, what you eat um, is really important because food has energy. So I'm, I'm a big believer. Like I experimented with all kinds of different things. I fasted, but I also, you know, try to eat a, a, a whole, like a diet with uh, basically uh, foods that are alive, you know, raw foods and different things. So I think for me, it's really important to have a, a uh, nutrient rich and dense foods um, because today everything is really fast you know everybody eats fast they're on the go but I think you know really taking care of your energy and the way you feel food impacts uh, that you know so much it impacts how much energy you have uh, how well you sleep so that's something you can definitely control so really making sure that you eat enough, you know, veggies and you eat, uh, you, you eat foods where you're not eating a lot of fast carbs and things that basically give you, you know, peak your insulin and, and then all of a sudden you have a drop. So I think eating really well and, and being mindful that you're taking care of your diet and doesn't mean once in a while, you know, you, you can, you know, get out of hand, but I think, you know, the foundation has to be there. And I think you'll see that that's going to affect your mood, uh, the way you feel and your energy levels. So that's oh, definitely something. Absolutely. I think, you know, we perform better, we feel better. And, uh, you know, when you're 
when you're eating well, you just, I think it's, uh, you know, a guy, I hired a guy to kind of coach me on that. He was saying 80% of the way we feel is often what we eat, not so much always the exercise, but anyway, good point. Um, so, uh, breathing, right. Reframing, eating properly. What else are you thinking would help uh, some people? Well, I want to add to that water, uh, water's an easy way, like just making sure you, you drink and you consume enough, you know, water. That's uh, really important. Uh, I think for me, what helped me is because I struggled with anxiety, you know, so, so early on, I started reading and I got into meditation, you know, fairly young. And so meditation is, you know, it, it's kind of getting popular in the mainstream. And it's really about just being able to, you know, um, be grounded. And, you know, not every day we wake up and we feel great. So when you meditate after a little while, you, you kind of develop this skill, which I call the observer. So imagine you're looking at yourself, you know, a little bit uh, unattached. So I don't mean detached in a good way. And so you might be experiencing, you know, stress or, um, you know, someone tricked, someone said something and they triggered you. And so when you, you know, practice just breathing, being in a state of stillness, that's what meditation is. And you're kind of observing body sensations. You kind of develop the skill of being able to observe yourself. And so from this place, I think you're more empowered because you're not reacting to whatever the initial stimulus is so it could be traffic it could be whatever and um uh, victor frankel who was um in the holocaust he wrote a, 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 a the search for meaning which is a an amazing book he says between uh between the stimulus and your reaction there's a space and if you can create you can expand that space and bring stillness your decisions will well you'll be able to make more empowered decisions and so it'll be more of a response versus a reaction and when people are stressed out you know and there's a lot on their plate and you know uh, they tend to be reactive versus responsive so i think that's definitely something is yeah practice learn to spend a little bit of time it could be in nature be by yourself without you know anything going on just learn to be quiet and you know just connect with yourself and i think that can help you uh, in that process of developing that ability to observe what's going on within you without reacting yeah no i i agree with that 100 percent. i think uh you know in north america we're so go 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 like the harder you go the longer you go the better and i think a lot of us are we're just frying ourselves and we can't be creative we can't be at our you know our maximum potential and you know, i grew up in the country and it's funny how sometimes i'll get out of the city and go back where i grew up even if it's for a weekend away you come back you feel better in the morning go for a walk uh I just don't think not enough people do that in their daily business cycle, never mind uh, athletes. Great tips. What else are you thinking? Anything else there? Um, you know, what, what I like to do is I, like this morning, what I did is, uh, well, I had some friends and they asked me, they asked me to give them a, a yoga session. So we went, I had them do a little bit of breathing and I do, you know, a little bit of yoga. And then uh, with a friend of mine, we went into uh, the lake, which was, I'd say, 10 
you know, 10 degrees. Uh, what I like to do is expose myself, you know, expose myself to stressors. And so I find we're, we're amazingly, we're able to adapt. Mm. And so putting ourselves in intentional situations where our body has to adapt. And what I find with cold is, well, you're, it's very, you know, it, it hits you. So you got to manage your state, you got to manage your breathing. So I like to do things, those things intentionally, you know, I'll put myself in situations where um, I'll have to adapt and, you know, learn to, you know, uh, manage my state when things are challenging. And so that's one of the things like what I did this morning. And I try to do that once or twice a week. And um, I love it because my body, I can see my body uh, adapting and my body tends to now all of a sudden I'm, I'm less cold. I, you know, I, my body and I get less sick. So there's definitely uh, a response. My immune system is uh, building itself up as well. Hmm. You know, it's funny, you know, you're, you're talking 10 degrees Celsius, by the way, just for those Fahrenheit people. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I remember yeah. uh, old school days, Adrian, you'd come off the ice and they'd have big buckets of ice that we'd jump in. But I don't know if that's the same thing you're talking about, but uh, pushing your body, basically. Sure. Um, you know, you, you also told me that one of your daily uh, rituals is to make sure you break a sweat every day in the morning. I thought that was kind of, you know, just from our conversations prior to this, I thought that was interesting because I don't think enough people, uh, you know, do that just to get your engine fired up and going for the day. A lot of us, you know, we shower, we put on our dress outfit or whatever it is and away we go and our body's still behind us, right? Still horizontal in bed probably. But um, <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a good principle uh, you mentioned as well. I yeah, I I do that. I call it like a, a priming. And I, I think Tony Robbins uses the, the term. And for me, it's like you're getting yourself ready for the day. So you're being really intentional. And there's actually a, a thing called the brain-derived neuro, uh, uh, neurotrophic factor, which is a molecule that when you sweat, it's activated and it's based with neuroplasticity. So it allows you, uh, you're more open, your brain is more open, neural pathways are more open to change. So it's called neuroplasticity. So sweating, sweating first thing in the morning, like all of a sudden, you know, you've woken up and you're a little bit sluggish, bang, 20 minutes, I get a sweat going. I don't feel the same way as when I got up. Mm. And so right off the bat, I've influenced my state and I've basically generated energy, you know, from just moving. And mm -hmm. once you get into that habit of doing it, I think it's 66 days, they say, before a habit becomes, you know, natural. Yep. So what do they say? It's really hard in the beginning, messy in the middle. And then it's <laughs> like, amazing at the end once you get it it becomes natural and now I start you know feeling the effects it's like I got to get up get moving and you know I'm telling my body my nervous system it's time to get going and you're just sharper and you 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 get your day going much quicker so that's definitely like just priming yourself and then you can journal as well write down you know what do you want to how do you want to go about your day? You know, what do you want to experience? How do you want to show up in your energy? And I wish I would have learned this 
you know, when I was a lot younger, because I think uh, it would have served me, I would have, you know, uh, gone about it a whole lot differently. But I guess that's experience, huh? We gain wisdom. experience as we go. Yeah, you exactly. Mean you, uh, you would have been more awake at some of those classes at UNH. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Adrian, you shared a lot of really unique insights today. I don't think are common to everybody. And I like the way you dance between some are mental state and some are physical. Um, if you're okay, maybe let's let people know quickly what you're doing right now. I mean, I know you're involved in coaching over there, but you're starting your own business, which I think is awesome to help so many others. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm kind of passionate about is I think as a hockey player, I didn't reach, you know, like I, I got to, you know, the top level, but I still think I didn't reach my full potential. And now I think this uh, entrepreneur becoming an entrepreneur is like, wow, you have to develop. I, I got to develop resources. I got to be in charge of my own state. So that's what I'm basically focused on is just, you know, starting my uh, coaching business, my life coaching business. Uh, and I call it beyond performance. So it's really about uh, you know, self-mastery and mastering your inner game and the way you feel and your energy. And when you get that down, you know, all of a sudden everything kind of becomes a little bit more simpler and easier. And that's what I want to do. So I'm starting, I'm posting and, um, you know, I'm, I'm putting content out and bringing value to people and connecting, which is not natural to me. But, uh, you know, I think that's my challenge and, and I know that I got to step in there. So uh, that's my goal. And I'm coaching hockey right now, um, you know, which is, you know, short term for now, but definitely want to, you know, get into this life coaching uh, full term. And it's really a challenge for me. So, well, I know you're uh, you're always up for that and you've proved you've overcome things uh, big time in the past. I just want to say congratulations on uh, what you've accomplished since we played together at UNH. And it's great to see you give back, not just to the game, but to people who, you know, I remember you as a, sh a shyer kind of young guy and uh, just an awesome person. And I think there's a lot of awesome athletes or business people that would benefit from what you shared today. And I'm really excited about you moving ahead, Adrian, in this next phase, because you got so much to give. Yeah, and so yeah. much, uh, so many great stories you could share with people that we unfortunately didn't have a chance to cover today. But anyway, thanks so much for coming on today. I know Melissa probably wants to ask, where do people get a hold of you? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You mentioned your your posts and and getting out there, Adrian, and and I follow you on LinkedIn, and and you've got some great content. So maybe tell the folks here where they can find you and and how to reach you. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is the the best place to reach me. Uh, I'm also uh, on Instagram, so uh, they can DM me at uh, uh, BP, so Beyond Performance, Master Your Life. That's what I go under. And uh, as well, my my email is, uh, um, I just put it up, apbeyondperformance.coach. Uh, so, yeah, so that's where, you know, they can reach me, but I can, you know, send that to you and uh yeah if, if anybody wants to reach out but hey it's a pleasure rick uh was really nice i said you were you know i remember you as a the great leader there and when you spoke everybody listened so and uh so it's a pleasure reconnecting with you once again 
you too, buddy. You too, buddy. Great to see you. And thanks again for joining us today on this marketing show. Thank you so much, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, Thanks, Rick.